Hey guys, Pastor Jurgen here. We're so excited you're tuning into one of our amazing messages. What you're about to hear is going to be fresh, it's going to be real, and it's going to be powerful. It's going to help you to grow stronger in your walk with God. It's going to put faith on the inside of you. It's going to cause you to be able to walk in greater dimensions of blessing and enlargement so that you can be a blessing to other people. Well, lean in, enjoy the word. God bless you. So let's get into it. So um, if you don't know, we are about to come into our new building in El Cajon. Just, yes, just not this Sunday, but the next Sunday, the 29th, we are planning on being in there in El Cajon on the corner of Broadway and 2nd Street. And it, is been, it has been such a fun journey this last four years of our campus. I th- actually, the first message I preached on this platform, I talked about us traveling around and us so thankful for this place. And then now, my, one of my last messages on this platform, I'm going to talk about transitioning out of here and in, in this wilderness season that we've been in and going into the promised land that God has ordained for us. So that's what this is going to be about tonight. But it's, it's been really fun because as a church, we've been able to grow together, bond together. We've had challenges in every one of our locations. Who's only been to church in this building? Raise your hand. Wow. Okay. So like half, maybe. A lot of you. So before we were in this lovely building, which we are so thankful for, because it has AC, it has heat, it has toilets. It, um, we, not, we didn't always have toilets, guys. We had fancy porter potties uh, before this. We had sirens and police cars going by. We've had different challenges, like when we had to do a summer in the gym, we had to be creative and cover the floors with different items. Some of them didn't work. Some did. And then gusts of wind would come in and like blow the curtains down during service, the Holy Spirit, and then shooting uh, confetti cannons and like having to go up in the rafters and like pull it down off the high school, like up high. And um, just so many fun things that we've had to go through together. And it's really been necessary, I feel like. God has, has strengthened us, and, and we've, we've kind of gone through and followed his leading, but it's, it's been for a purpose. It seemed like a wandering, but I feel like it was for a purpose. But, but now um, it's time that we're, we're shifting gears, that we're, we're going to step into the area in El Cajon where God has d- designed for us, that we were praying all over East County for a building, and when God said, this one, So I know that that is where God needs us, where he wants us, and where he is sending us. In Jesus' name. Yep. So, of course, as I'm going through my Bible in the year and I'm going through Deuteronomy, when I get towards the end of Deuteronomy, I'm like, this, we need to preach on this because this is us. We, at the end of Deuteronomy, Moses gathers the Israelites. They've been wandering around for 40 years, a journey that it should have taken 11 days. And they're about to cross over into their promised land. And he gathers them together and he says this. And so we're going to read Deuteronomy 28. Um, It's going to be on the screen here. And I'm going to read from the message version just because I like it. So if you listen obediently to the voice of God, your God, and heartily obey all his commands that I command you today, God, your God, will place you on high, high above all the nations of the world. All these blessings will come down to you and spread out beyond you because you have responded to the voice of God, your God. God's blessing inside the city, 
blessings in the country, blessings on your children, on the crops of your land, the young of your livestock, the calves of your herd, the lambs of your flocks, God's blessing on your basket and your bread bowl, God's blessing in your coming in, God's blessing in your going out. And it sounds just like that song, and he is for you, and he is for you. I'm pretty sure they got it from here. (laughs) Um, God will defeat your enemies who attack you. Thank you, Jesus. God will order a blessing on your barns, in your workplaces, basically everything you can think of. He is blessing. And I'm going to skip for, forward just for time, but go back and read it because it's really amazing. And, and that I am commanding you today, don't swerve an inch to the right or the left from the words that I command you today by going off and following and worshiping other gods. So in this, in this first passage that we're going over, he is promising, God is saying, the, all of these things are going to be for you when you get in there, but I'm warning you, don't do this, okay? And so it's not if these things happen, but when the, these things happen, remember and obey my commands. So the title of this message is Remember Me. So the first, yeah, I got it. Might be distraction. <laughs> so remembering. So memories are powerful, They say that smell is one of the most significant memory-inducing senses that we have. So I can still remember the smell of my grandparents' house as I walked in. It's musty, not sure what kind of smell, you know. And Parkwood Avenue, I think that house was built, like, in the early 1900s. And I can still smell, when I close my eyes, what it smelled like. And, you know, and other things that, that we can remember are, you know, like... The sounds, you know, the sound of cutting lawn and birds chirping remind me of after school time, coming home, doing homework, and then songs when they come on the radio, you know, Backstreet Boys bringing me back to high school and like doing the, the dances between swim meets and, and water polo games. Um, and, and, you know, emotion when combined with, with a memory, it makes it even a stronger, a stronger memory. So when we have a trauma or something really exciting happen, it induces, uh, you know, hormones that help us to remember those things. It heightens us like cortisol and adrenaline. It helps us to remember those things. So, you know, I still remember when um, I met Pastor Michael, and I remember what he was wearing. Well, the first time, it was easy because it was Halloween, and so he was Indiana Jones. So I remember that. But then I remember uh, when he came over to my condo for, for the first time, and he came in, and he was wearing cargo je- car- like khaki cargos with like the pockets on the sides, a white polo shirt, a blue Kentucky hat, and he was carrying a homemade pumpkin pie. And he came in, and I was like, I like this moment. It is... <laughs> It is etched in my, in my memory, and you smell like the green trident gum, and um, all, all good things. You never smelled bad, so that's great. Yep. Yeah, good job, Michael. But, but every, time, every time we have um, memories, they create, we create like neurons in our brain. And every time we visit those memories, it reinforces those, those footpaths. So like a worn path, the more you visit those memories or that memory I have of Michael or good memories or bad memories I have, there's like tracks, like fast tracks to those memories. And that's how we remember them. So that happens with good memories and bad memories. So that's why it's so important for us to, to keep, thought, or keep our thoughts captive because we could keep going back to that trauma or going back to that, that memory we actually want to forget, but our brain keeps going there. 
So it's, it's so important what, what we think about. And I wonder, you know how your phone tells you how much percent or time you spend on different apps? Like, I wonder if we had one for our brain, what our thoughts would be lingering on. Like, I, I was thinking about that, writing that. I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm glad no one can see that module. It would be about probably shopping. And then <laughs> shopping would be like, or clothes, maybe 90%. And then food, maybe 50%. I don't know. And then other things, you, you know, God and you guys in between. <laughs> just being honest. Just being honest. But, but it, it is important to think about because no one knows what you're thinking. And no one's really going to challenge you on it because you, could, you don't have to be honest. And so just let that challenge you tonight. Like if you're, think, if you're having thoughts right now that you know are not, that you shouldn't be thinking about, then let's try and work on those. And we can, um, you guys can see the shooties after for pastoral care. <laughs> yeah. So in Judge, um, so what happens with the Israelites after this is that in Judges, so we're, we read this in, in Deuteronomy 28, and then I'm going to also read you 20, 30, and then jump over four more chapters, you, you, or um, a few more, few more chapters when you get to Judges. They, the Israelites forget everything. They forget everything. They go into their promised land, and then they forget. Like just one generation after, two chapters in, it says, and then there rose a generation that did not know God. So the, the generation that had crossed through the Red Sea, Moses delivered them. I mean, it was, I don't, I don't know what happened. So they either forgot, got too busy with life, got distracted. They didn't care. They were too happy eating big grapes and drinking the milk and honey to, to think about their past problems. But something, um, you know, didn't give them, you know, they didn't feel like they had to disciple or, or rehearse the stories of, of before. So they, they forget God. They go into servitude, servitude with, of an enemy. And then they're in misery and they cry out to God to save them, who does save them. And then he blesses them. And then they forget again, and they repeat the cycle. And I think they repeated this cycle seven times. And so this wasn't just one time. This wasn't just one thing. And so what in the world? So if you have not read through the Old Testament, like, please read it. It's so exciting. I, in my daily reading, I keep going in the Old Testament because I, I want to know what happens. You know how it gives you the title of the next one? And you're like, oh, my gosh, this guy dies. And then this happens, and then this happens. <laughs> This is better than any movie. It's so amazing. I love it. Yeah. But, but why do we continue to have these cycles that we can't seem to break out of? And so this is where um, Dr. Caroline Leaf, if you've heard of her, she wrote a book called Switch on Your Brain. And she uses scripture to help us retrain our thinking with those neurons that I was talking, talking to you about, that she says you can actually rewire your brain, rewire your thinking. And so it can, it is possible with God and prayer and, and discipline. It is possible. In her book, it says you can retrain your thoughts in 21 days. So if you need help with that, grab that book, Dr. Caroline Leaf, Switch on Your Brain. And also we have resources here um, at church for you as well. If you haven't heard, we have an amazing Awakened Recovery program. And yes, thank you for everyone involved in that. And um, they have meetings Sundays at 7 p.m. And then they have workshops that are going to be starting up again 
in August. I think they just finished a workshop, and that's a more intensive where you go, actually go through and um, do a deep dive in some of these areas that will really help you retrain your habits, retrain your thoughts. If you're serious about wanting to get help, then we have help for you. So let us remember to share our victories, share our stories, and, and teach our children, you know, um, the things that they need to know. Because if, if we can't conquer the things in our lives, then, then they, will have to, they will have to beat those giants that were meant for us. And that is one thing that I do not want to pass on to my children. So let's be intentional about, about training them up and, and not shielding them from, from battles. Like, let them fight their battles because that builds their faith and builds them right? Thank you, Jesus. But, but let's, that's why we always keep testimonies on the forefront of everything we do. Because if people see, if God did it for them, then he can do it for me. And whatever battle you're facing, nothing is too big for God. It just looks differently. It's packaged differently. So, so don't be afraid. If you're facing something now, let's, um, yeah, God can get you through it. So thank you, Jesus. So what I love about this is all of the Old Testament it's Jesus hadn't come yet. So everything hinged on the actions, their actions. So attached to all these blessings on the other side, if they didn't do what was right, he basically said, you're going to have curses put on you. Basically everything he says will be blessed. He says will be cursed if you don't follow him, which is really harsh and really hard to live up to. That's why we have the second half of the Bible. Thank you, Jesus. Yeah. Amen. That's right. So that's, Jesus came to be a fulfillment of all the laws. So if anything we learn from the, the Old Testament is that we can't do it in our own power. We can't do it. There's no, there's no one perfect enough to do it except for Jesus. So um, that's why it's, it's so fun to read. So all we need to do is return to him. So I'm going to read from Deuteronomy 30 now, and I might, I might paraphrase a little bit. So now it shall come to pass when all these things come upon you, the blessing and the curse which I have set before you, and call them to, to mind among all the nations where the Lord God drives you. And you return to the Lord your God and obey his voice according to all that I command you today, you and your children with all your heart and with all your soul. And so he's saying all of these things are going to become to pass. And he repeats some of the blessings there. And I'm going to skip down a little bit. Um, he says he's going to bring you into the land. He's going to, our alcohol land. Thank you, Jesus. And he's going to make our work abound at our hand and every fruit coming out of us that is fruitful in Jesus' name. And it all boils down to this one thing in verse 15. Look at what I've done for you today. I've placed in front of you life and good death and evil. And I command you today, love God, your God, walk in his ways, keep his commandments, regulations, and rules so that you will live, really live, live exuberantly, blessed by God, your God, in the land you are about to enter and possess. And I'm getting choked up because this is, um, thank you, Jesus, that, that he, he has given us this blessing. So the, the key to living under heaven's blessing is devotion to God. So when all of, and this is, when all of your dreams come true, when you get that dream house, you get pregnant with that miracle child, we get that dream location, when we get all our oxen and all of our, our blessings that are promised to us, that, that we need to stay devoted to him. That's what he's asking for us. Don't forget. Don't forget. And for me, personally, I feel like, I, yeah, I, um, 
when I'm in a valley, I really rely on God. Like I'm praying and believing and every moment of the day I'm remembering him and thanking him and for the victory. But it is in the high moments. It is in the moments of plenty and of abundance that, that sometimes uh, I do forget, you know, and I do thank God. I have a, I, you know, I spend time in prayer and I, I do thank him for our blessings, but it is easy to forget. It, it, it is easy to step into the flesh and say, oh yeah, look how well I did at that. Look what I earned. Look what I did. And so it, it is in those moments where you are, are enjoying the blessings that, that we need to remember to thank him and be devoted to him. And that's what he's asked us to do. So what does it look like to be devoted? Devotion is staying up all night with a sick child, sleeping in hospital rooms, in, on chairs, sleeping on the floor next to people. It's um, driving hours to, to help a friend out. It's bringing people into your home. It's, it's, it's helping people in a hard time. But devotion can also look like busyness to life. Are we devoted to our work? Too devoted to our work? Devoted to our phones? To our jobs? To a person? So any of these things that, that we um, can be an unhealthy attachment and be considered idolatry, that, that, is not, that is the opposite of what God is asking us to do. So we need to be really careful of that as well. The first commandment is, thou shalt not have any gods before me, and that we need to honor him. So he, God, so all of these things, all of these promises, he's, he's set up for us to have success, to have blessings. And we can choose that. That is for each and every single person here. This is for us. This is for us. But we have to choose to, to live a life for him and be devoted to him. He has given us the, the recipe for life. It's in here. Look at my Bible's ripping now. I need a new one. <laughs> this is, this is, gives us all the answers. So please be in it. It's so good. So he, God doesn't promise us that our life will be challenge-free. But he's going to help us get through. So if, yeah. So, but if we do all the things for him, he will never let us fall. And he will work all things together for good for those who love him in Jesus' name. So if we heed his ways and live passionately for him and stay devoted for him, then, then we will be under his covering of blessing and favor. But that's the opposite of what the world is saying. The world is saying, do what makes you happy. You know, whatever makes you happy, go for it. Whatever happens in Vegas stays in Vegas. And, but all of these things are fleeting. You're going to be chasing a void that is insatiable. And none of, they might give you happiness for a moment, but they're not, they're not going to satiate and nothing will. So when we come into a relationship with Christ, he, can, he helps us to live a life that's fulfilled. And, and it's so much rewarding. It's so rewarding. You know, the blessings that are on our lives and the lives that we get to live, it's like, wow, this is what serving Jesus looks like? Oh, my goodness. The, the world is so deceived. But, but we've seen just in the past few years, the enemy is crafty. He, de- he, he entices with different things and you know we watched um we watched narnia with the kids and the the white witch you know she she bribes edmund with turkish delight and our kids are watching this going oh my gosh like and but but even and then like here have this 
have this candy. And then the next minute, she captures him and throws him in jail. And I told them, I'm like, see, that's what the devil does to you. He's going he's gonna to entice you with something sweet, and then he's going to throw you into prison. Yeah. And then my kids are like, oh, my gosh, Edmund, why'd you do that? <laughs> yep. But our Father can only give us good gifts. James 1, 17. Every good gift, every perfect gift is from above and comes down from the Father of lights with whom there is no variation or shadow of turning. So if you remember one thing tonight, it's not in our doing, our earning, our producing, our performance, but it's in our receiving, in our communication, or our communion with him. So we don't have to live in the Old Testament anymore. Thank you, Jesus. We live by grace. We are in the New Testament. And this is bringing me to our last point, which is communion with God. So if the band could come. So living in communion with him. And we will be taking communion at the end of this. So if you can find it wherever you stashed it, we're going to be taking it at the end. So living in communion with him is living side by side with him. It's inviting him into your life, doing things with him, your every day. And when we take communion, the Bible says, he says, do this in remembrance of me. Remember him. Rehearse the stories. Tell your children about what happened, what I've done for you on the cross, who I am, the promises I have for you, the blessings I have for you, all of these things. It's so much more than just, it's so much more than just, I died on the cross and remember that I did it. It's, it's remembering um, that, that it was God who sent his son to fulfill to, to fulfill the Old Testament rules and, and, and curses on our lives. So when we think about the list of blessings and the list of curses, that's so exhausting. So it's fun to read, but it's not fun to live by. And we don't have to live by that. So thank you, Jesus, because it gets all wiped clean because of what Christ did. So remembering him is honoring him. Jesus became the curse for us. And that's what it comes down to. God can't change his mind about things that he said with these curses. So that's why he sent Jesus so that when Jesus went to the cross, he became the curse so that when we accept him as our Lord and Savior, God puts judgment on that and not on us. And that's how we were able to have salvation. So, so it's good to read. When you read through the curses, when you go through and read Deuteronomy and read the curses, just thank Jesus. Thank you, Jesus, you came down, that we don't have to live by, by our actions, that we don't have to live by these rules. Thank you, Jesus, that we don't, you know, one misstep and God's like, you're dead. And one misstep and the ground opens up and you're swallowed. One misstep and the presence of God leaves. This is the Old Testament. It's pretty harsh. So, oh my goodness. Thank you, God. Thank you, Jesus. Galatians 3.13. Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law, having become a curse for us. For it is written, cursed is everyone who hangs on a tree, which was written Deuteronomy 21, 22, 23. So that was prophesied actually in Deuteronomy. It was written and then Jesus came. So full circle, Jesus and God, like it's just so beautiful. The Bible is so beautiful. It comes full circle so that, so that everything we read about is for us today. So beautiful. All you have to do is accept him. And it seems to me, it's so simple. It's, it's like, why wouldn't you choose life? Why wouldn't you choose blessing? 
you know? And so that's our job as a church is, is to help people come in understanding that their God loves them. Everyone is accepted into his kingdom. All they have to do is choose Jesus. So let's stand as we take communion. And then we're going to sing a song. And then we're going to have ministry at the front. So thank you, Jesus. Everyone have their communion. Thank you, God. So we thank you, Jesus, that you are the way, the truth, and the life. And that anyone who calls on your name and accepts you as their Lord and Savior gets a pass for, from the Old Testament curses. We thank you, Jesus. Thank you, God, as we remember you here tonight. We thank you, God, that we walk in blessing. Thank you, God, that we, when we walk through valleys, we will remember you. When we walk through the mountaintops, we will remember you. I thank you, God, that you will help us to rehearse the right stories, to teach our children, to teach the generation under us, that we, we can teach them so that they don't have to face the same battles that we do. We th I thank you, God, that, that you on the cross took all sickness on the cross, that whatever sickness is on this earth is, is not from you, God. So we come into agreement with your, your words, with your, the blood on the cross, God. We thank you, God. We thank you for healing in this room. If there's anyone that's needing healing in their body, just raise their hand. God, I just thank you right now for, for healing across this room. I thank you, God. We thank you, God, for this moment. We, we just look to you, God, on the cross. We thank you, God, that every cell, every muscle, every vessel, Every organ is functioning perfectly, coming to alignment with you. We thank you, God, that headaches are gone. I thank you, God, that um, just aches are gone. Like, even if it's not a sickness, but you're dealing with a nagging ache or something that, that you just think, oh, I'm just going to live with this arthritis forever or this thing. It's not a bother. That is not in alignment with, with God. That does not, there's no arthritis in heaven. <laughs> So we thank you, God, for healing. We thank you, God, for life. We thank you, God, for vibrancy. We thank you, God, that we are a church on a mission. I thank you, God, that you've empowered us, that you've given us authority um, from the cross, God, to, to do your work here on earth. And I just thank you for each and every person here. In Jesus' name, amen. Wow, what an amazing word. I hope you enjoyed that as much as I did. Hey, listen. For more information about our church, go to www.awakenchurch.com or subscribe to our YouTube channel if you haven't already and download our app. It is amazing. It is chock full of incredible messages, information about upcoming events, and you can even support our ministry if you feel so inclined. We loved having you with us today. We look forward to seeing you again. God bless you. Live a life that is transformative. Bye for now.